The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hey, welcome to the Cormelas Sports Sometime Rich with Ken from the ATL Show. It's two minutes after the hour. It is 9.02. We are live here in Phoenix, which we are, let's say Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. We got uh, Ken, ATL Ken. I I called him something else (laughs) off the air. We got Ken from the ATL on our, what's up, Ken? Hey, what's going on, Bobby? Not much, man. You know, we got a lot to talk about, and, and here's here's a few subjects you can think about as we go on through, through throughout the show. Uh, Tiger Woods, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a little bit of the Minnesota Vikings. Not a little bit, but we may go into depth in that because there's a lot of stuff happening over there where this team, uh, the outcome they had last year, I don't even see close to having it this year. Uh, we talk about. Uh, of course. Uh, we talk. We'll go around the horn, and we we talk about your. Uh, we may briefly. Even though it's football season fastly approaching, briefly talk about your Lakers going under the radar. I don't know how a world championship team can go under the radar the next year. Um, uh-huh. We also got a minute with Ken. I know I don't, you always come up with something good that's um, you know oh, that, yeah. that we that we can talk about, and we definitely do uh-huh. that. Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to definitely, like I said, we're in Arizona. It is nine zero three eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Uh, too bad uh, Rich is not here. Actually, let me let me throw shout that out. Rich is in camp. His I think this is last week of two days. But I want to talk about the Arizona Cardinals, man. Quarterback situation. Oh, oh wow, this is not a good day to be a uh, uh, Matt Leiter right about now, is it? Well, let's get right into it then. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, man. I, I, you know, Kurt Warner. If Matt Leiter couldn't learn under Kurt Warner after four or five years. Then he's never going to learn the position. I, I've always thought that he'd come in and uh, you know from playing behind Kurt and do well, especially with the receiver core he has over there. I think those guys and, and with the addition of Beanie Wells and this Beanie Wells going to the second year, um, they definitely um, have a better running game than last year. And you know with the running game, everything opens up for us to pass. In the, in the past, they had the um, pass the ball first. Now these guys can run the ball. I still believe in my Arizona Cardinals. I still believe they the NFC West. Divisional champions, um, but it, but closely, close division champs. Not a, it's not a runaway for them because you have to look at the. Um, and here's why. Let me give you my reasons why. And then you chime in on that. Tell me, tell me what you think. Well, they play St. Louis. And St. Louis is one team they're not going to be with a rookie quarterback in Bradford. Uh, he's not going to be ready to lead that team into a. Um, I watched a few of his preseason games, so he's not going to be able to be, be ready to relieve that team to a a competitive level yet. And then we have the Seattle Seahawks, who's still about, uh, let's get them a year away. They made some moves. They made some additions, but uh, they're still a year away. Matt uh, Hasselbeck, you got a Pro Bowl quarterback in Matt Hasselbeck, but he stays injury prone as of late. So I can't see I can't see those guys doing it. Then you go into the San Francisco 49ers, who has getting, gotten better uh, under their uh, head coach and 
they play they play competitive competitive football defensively, and I think with the um, Alex Smith. Uh, finishing how he finished up the season last year, I think he'll be pretty good. The San Francisco 49ers overall would be pretty good. But I still like the Arizona Cardinals for a lot of reasons. Uh, not because they don't have a quarterback, obviously, but uh, I think they, they have a receiving core that's uh, still dominant without the Anquan Bolden, who's now in the Baltimore Ravens. I still think they, uh, I think their running game will be uh, much improved from last year, which it wasn't bad uh, later on in the year. I do think the defense was always going to be aggressive. Uh, they got to make some plays. What's what's uh, what I want to see first from the Arizona Cardinals? Is how will that defense back bounce back from that horrible preseason? I mean, I'm sorry, horrible postseason uh, outing last year when I think they gave up 91 points in two games, uh, something around that. And you just don't do that, and you can't win. It's impossible. But I like to see these Arizona Cardinals and Ken from the ATL. I want to know what you think. Um, how can you replace an intro role? You can't. No, playmaker. And, uh, and from what I'm seeing after last night's games, these guys, is, their defensive backs are, are just not uh, are, are not in, in past defensive mode this year. I mean, they got to get that, that that right there solidified right now. You know, if they don't get that solidified, this team is going to be just like last year's team. They're going to score a lot of points, but they're also going to be giving up a lot of points. They're solid across the front line, the linebackers. Everything is solid. They're just suspect right now that at the defensive back right now. Um, the receiver court, Dorsey, um, no, uh, was that Earl Doucette? I believe they got? Early Doucette. Early Doucette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Breston and uh, Fitzgerald. They're going to be fine as long as they can get uh, Fitzgerald back in the shape. But the question where this team is going to really uh, define this team is they're really going to be uh, in contention or not to win this division to make the playoffs for the third year in a row is that front line. That was horrible last night. you got Tim Hightower and Beanie Wells who can't even blast forward through that line for even two or three-yard game. Right. I think the front line is suspect at this point. Uh-huh. I mean, they're, they're very suspect at the front line right now. And if they don't get, uh, you know, these guys no blocking and open up some holes for these guys, that, that, you know, that's going to depend. Uh, we're going to lead this uh, uh, lead this team to depend on Matt Leinart for their uh, pass for the passing game to win the games, and it's not going to happen. Four hundred six, twenty eight yards in nine plays. You, you got to do better than that, Kurt. And you, and you, uh, Matt Leinart. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the front line, but every time this guy uh, Matt Leinart dropped back, the front line was in his face, so he couldn't even step into his throw. So uh, there's a lot of question: Does he have the arm strength? Uh, but when you look at the situation, uh, the, he couldn't step into a throw. And quarterbacks, um, it, it's, it's important that they can step into the throw and get the ball there with some type of velocity, so the receivers can uh, hit, in, so he can hit the receivers in stride. But I don't think my liner is going to be too bad of addition. I, it's hard for me to go against a, a coaching staff that the Arizona Cardinals have. These guys are probably three years removed from the Super Bowl. I think they, you look at the offseason uh, transitions, the transactions they made, and you think like, what are they doing? But obviously. Uh, you can't get rid of somebody good and just bring somebody in who's not going to help you continue to build uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I think they'll be okay uh, as far as as far as what they try and do and get back to the championship. Yeah, I really do see Derek Anderson taking over this team by week four or five. I don't even think it's going to be that long because you you can't lose. You can't okay week four or five. Let's say they two and three. Let's say they three and two. I don't think I don't think you can have that much patience, and it's a long season. I don't think you have that much patience uh, uh, in losing two more games and and hoping to win the division. And I mean, like I said, 
the Arizona Cardinals will win the NFC West, but it's not going to be by a long shot. They're going to have to really compete with the San Francisco 49ers, who has a pretty good football team over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, Derek Anderson, I mean, just showing you this guy is 6'6", six, six, and he has a big arm, and, 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 and you know, some of that little red red zone incident last night where he missed a couple of players in the yeah, red zone. I thought that was... And, you know, in the second quarter, but he shows you when he launched that ball downfield that he, he can throw the ball downfield, and he's very accurate with it, too. If That's I'm... something that Matt Leiter lacks right there. Matt Leiter trying to get away with these little five and... Uh, six-yard low uh, ends and outs right here is moving that ball downfield. is not going to get the job done. He's going to be constantly three downs and out like he did three straight series in a row, and uh, he's you know, going to end up losing his job to, to Derek Anderson, which I'm very high on Derek Anderson. Well, I think he got a raw deal back in uh, – Cleveland, you know, because Braylon ever made him look really bad dropping all the balls. Right, and, and everybody gets a raw deal in Cleveland. Cleveland uh, is about a, a two years away from folding that team if they don't get on the move. But uh, Derek Anderson had a great opportunity last year. I mean, I'm sorry, last night. Uh, to take that starting job. Well, you know, he's he's one for two. He has three touchdowns, whereas Matt Lina haven't gotten the ball in the end zone yet. So there is a, a quarterback controversy brewing right now in the Arizona Cardinals. They may not want to say that, but it is. Even after Matt Lina being playing behind Kurt Warner after, after four or five years, you would think he would take the onus and take that job and run with it. But it doesn't seem like the case as far as uh, – at the quarterback situation where he goes in Arizona. Now, Derek Anderson have been to the Pro Bowl. He is a Pro Bowl player. He has making plays. You made a great comment about uh, the receivers dropping balls in Cleveland last year. So, I mean, he can't throw it and catch it um, at the same time. So, uh, when you look at this guy saying he has a lot of incomplete passes, but you got to look at the passes that were dropped. Uh, and Derek Anderson, in my opinion, will have a um, – unless the politics don't come into play, he probably will have that job. And I agree with you in probably four or five games. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't hold off that long uh, before you realize we got to win some football games, especially and it's frust- very very frustrating for a defense to go out there and ball and ball and then the offense are not putting up points. And then you have Larry, Larry Fitzgerald's out there; he's going to be out for the rest of the preseason. And coming off that uh, injury, um, he's not going to be he's going to be ready for the first game. But I can't see him being full speed now. His competitive edges and his juices uh, may get him over, but that's that seems like that's going to be an injury that lingers throughout the year. Uh, now, just to, you know, play devil's advocate with uh, uh, Matt Leinart, but I really didn't see it. it was all his fault, though. I mean, when you got uh, Larry Fitzgerald out, you got an offensive line who's not pushing through, and you got running backs that's not really been able to uh, open up the running game, and you have to, and you 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 got your penalties still coming into play, and you're in situations where you're third and fifteen. Matt, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wizard, he has to call better plays uh, to get that ball downfield. I mean, those little, uh, little, little inside slants right there for five yards. I mean, at third and fifteen, and then you want to go bash the guy after the game about oh, he's not been able to put the ball downfield. Well, you're not uh, calling no plays to get the ball downfield. So just looking at it from you know both both sides of it, I mean, he hasn't really played that bad in the preseason. He's actually outplaying them. Uh, Derek Anderson, I believe he's at a has a quarterback rating of about ninety percent right now. He's uh, overall, I believe he's uh, what uh, ten of uh, like ten of fifteen or something like that for the um, yes, Matt you know, for yeah. two, two games. Yeah, he's at he's at ninety percent quarterback rating. But, so uh, I really, you really can't put the whole so blame on him. You got to look at all those 
uh, tangibles that, that that's working against him. No Fitzgerald, bad offensive line, bad play calling. Well, let me say this. Well, he had Fitzgerald. I went to the game where they these guys played. I think it was Houston here at the uh, stadium in Arizona and Glendale. Uh, and uh, he had Fitzgerald, and I didn't see any, any explosion out the offense. I'll tell you this, uh, Ken Wisenhunt, the officer court, the uh, head coach, and also he's calling the plays, he is adamant about not playing guys that, that's not in shape. So we talk about this offensive line, but you got to remember Deuce Latour is not in there because I think he's about 7 to 10 pounds overweight, and the coach won him at a certain weight. So he's one of part of the strength of the offensive line. That's why you got guys in Mott Liner's face where he can't step into his throw and make, and make an accurate throw. Uh, and it looked, it looked, the throws he made it looked like you and I could have made those throws out there, but that's us sitting in the air condition. That's us watching it from uh, the flat screen. But uh-huh. I, I tell you this: there can't be a running game if you don't have your top lineman in the game because uh-huh. uh, you know it's just, it's just that aggressive. I think football overall starts up front. The front line, whether it be kickoff, the front line, whether it be kickoff return, or that's the offensive defense leader. Everything starts up front first, and then you work your way into a rhythm of the game. And Deuce Latour is not in, so we got to remember that uh, before yep. we put all the blame on Matt Liner. Mm-hmm, exactly. <clears throat> so we 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 keep our eyes on the Cardinals. We'll come back and we'll take a break. This is the Quarm of the Sports with Ken from the ATL. We come back. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in and be a part of this show. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities join host nick murphy for heroes radio hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars it's sports community entertainment and fun and it's all part of heroes radio Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. All right, welcome back to the Kwame Lassiter Sports with Ken from the ATL. We're going to come back. Ken had to go through security. I think he's, uh, he said some, uh, he was in training class, and I think he's getting a train run on him because there was a lot of noise, a lot of ruckus going on. But we back, 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in, be a part of the show. We were talking about the Arizona Cardinals, and uh, Ray Ellis came in here and made a great point, and uh, we was talking about uh, Matt Liner. He's not the face of this team right now because around the Valley there are no posters of uh, Matt Liner. I've, I've, dri- I've driven around here plenty of times, and you know who I see? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, maybe the head coach, and the Adrian Wilson. Now, as a quarterback in the National Football League, I would say 98% of the time you are the face of the franchise. This must be the 2% where Matt Liner is not the face of the franchise. Or maybe they're just not finished putting up the posters or, or, or doing a lot of media uh, things for, on Matt's behalf. But uh, the way he's playing right now, now we can look at the guy because they take a lot of blame when they're losing. They take a lot of credit when they're winning. So we can look at it right now and say it's his fault. But you've got to take all the factors in, in consideration that there's no, off, there's no uh, strength in the offensive line right now because Deuce Latour is not there, one of their leaders. Uh, you, you also got to think about the running game. You have to be able to run the football in the National Football League to be successful, and that's that's on any team across the board. Now, last year, the Cardinals, a few years ago, the Cardinals got away with it by passing the ball because they have that uh, arguably three of the most dynamic receivers in the game with uh, Steve Breston, Larry Fitzgerald, and Anquan Bolden. Anquan Bolden, who's now the Baltimore Ravens, who's making plays over there. Uh, keep an eye on out for that team over there, but the Arizona Cardinals had uh, well, three of the uh, most dynamic receivers at one time in the game. All three of those guys hit 1,000 yards, and they're Pro Bowl, all pro guys. So you got you to gotta look into what uh, Matt Liner has and what he doesn't have, uh, and you gotta, you got to take this with a grain of salt. This just preseason. Now, you would like to think that they're not doing all their plays now, but what team uh, going into a quarterback who haven't played in three or four years would not run all the plays to see what he can and cannot do? Now, I, I mentioned he's not the face of the uh, – Ken, I mentioned he's not the face of the franchise. Now, why is that the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals is not the face of the franchise? When you drive around the Valley, you see Adrian Wilson, uh, deservingly so, on the billboards, uh, and, and also Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, well, what has he done for me? What has he done for me lately? He hasn't done nothing. What has he accomplished? <clears throat> nothing. you got some pretty big shoes to fill before you can walk around saying, I'm the uh, face of the franchise. Adrian Wilson – done that, proven it, done it, been there, done that. Larry Fitzgerald, been there, done that. Any of these guys right here, they can be the face of that franchise. Right. Heck, even Steve West can even say that. He's accomplished more than Matt Liner at this point. 
That's true. That's true. Uh, and it, these guys got to come together and find a way to uh, protect them. I, and you don't want to worry. You want you don't want to run uh, certain plays where this guy can't be successful. Where the offense is not explosive. But it looked like that may be the case unless uh, Derek Anderson can uh, fill the shoes. Uh, nobody's gonna fill the Kurt Warner shoes in Arizona Cardinals for as an Arizona Cardinal quarterback. But unless he can come in and give some play where the quarterback position is a threat for this team. Now, that's what people are expecting of. They're expecting uh, Matt Liner to come in here and, and fill his shoes. See, it's too, I think it's just too much of a higher expectation they have on uh, Matt Liner right now. He's not Kurt Warner. He'll never be a Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was, I mean, arguably probably in the last uh, decade, probably one of the best quarterbacks to ever played the game. This man got uh, a Super Bowl ring. He's been to the Super Bowl twice. Uh, what twice league MVP? With, uh, two time, Marshall, two time with, MVP with, uh, with Marshall, um, the Marshall Falk as well. Right, uh, but you know this man, and, and he's taking the Cardinals uh, to the uh, Super Bowl as well. After uh, pretty much coming in as a, a back seat, you know he's supposed to ride the bench behind Matt Leiter when he was drafted. He was playing back seat to Eli Manning in New York. You know, so I mean, this man came back and led this team at his age to another Super Bowl, and came within almost one play of almost winning that game. Well, we, you know what? It, it's very tough to compare. Uh, just not, not, not just the athletic ability of Matt Liner and Kurt Warner, but you're looking at a Kurt Warner, a blue collar guy from Iowa who was bagging groceries before he started going into the uh, Arena Football League and worked his way up. I think he went overseas for a second, and a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't remember that. He went to Green Bay uh, when he got in his first uh, stop in the National Football League, and then he was out of and then he was out of there, and then he ended up in St. Louis. But you, this guy who's always had weapons around him, you got to remember his receiver core. He had a uh, Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce, along with you mentioned uh, Marshall Falk. He uh, he had quite a few uh, role players as far as receiver. This, these guys had weapons. He just understands football. He's not trying to win the game himself. He get the ball to playmakers. And that's what and that's what Kurt Warner and that's what Kurt Warner is all about. He's he's a team player. He understands the game. Before he gets under the center, he knows exactly where he's going with the ball. And that's where Matt Lana has to be more educated about. He has to uh, become a better uh, leader in a sense, as far as uh, know where you're going with the ball right away. Know what defense is trying to do to you. And other than that, he's going to get pressured all year. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's never really had the arm strength. That's why his stock fell in the draft. Uh, you talk about a guy a year before that. He was supposed to be a, the number one overall pick when he won the Heisman Trophy. He decided to come back another year, and that's when uh, Reggie Bush won the Heisman. But during that season, people realized the arm strength wasn't really there, and that's why his uh, stocks failed. You know, he was overall number one. I don't think his stock failed in the draft. I don't. And he can't get that ball downfield like like Kurt Warner could. Kurt Warner can watch that ball downfield. I uh, personally don't think his stock fell. I think he went right where he was supposed to go. I think that was the 10th pick uh, in the first round. That, that's that's probably where he had to go. He's still upset right now. He can't get fo- he can't get focused that Vince Young went before him. If Vince Young beat him in the Rose Bowl, then Vince Young continue to beat him as they uh, match up head-to-head in the National Football League. Now, they, they, yeah, three they, for three. Three for three. And they criticized a lot of things Vince Young was doing, but I think he came back this year as a professional. I think he finished up the season last year as a professional uh, when he got the job. I still think Kerry Collins over there is a, a starting quarterback, a pretty good quarterback. Right now, he's probably the best backup quarterback in the National Football League that can go anywhere to most teams, I should say, and play. Um, but Vince Jones did a lot of great things last night, so, uh, and he looked confident in leading that team. But you still, you know, he still has a pretty good surrounding cast around him as well. 
in that conference, the AFC South, uh, I think they will finish second. And I don't know if that's second behind Houston or second behind Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> well, it's going to have to be Indianapolis because uh, Indianapolis has not really slacked off at all, especially when he got probably arguably when he retires will be the greatest quarterback of all time in Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, the greatest yeah. quarterback of all time. At the end of his career, he will be probably one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Oh, yeah, they ran a train on you because you're delirious. At the end of his career, arguably, I think this man has the well, oh, well, you say shot to break Brett Favre's uh, record. Well, you did say argument because that's definitely going to be an argument down the road somewhere. Now, and I'm a Peyton Manning fan. I like how he orchestrates mm-hmm. offenses. I like how he orchestrates games. We've seen games last year where this guy didn't throw a touchdown, but he he his presence on the field alone, uh, they were still able to win a football game without him throwing a touchdown, without the offense even scoring. He put them mm-hmm. in position to make plays. He put them in position where they can yeah. at least get three points out of it. Let me let me talk. Uh-huh. To, let's talk about the. Uh, the uh, Minnesota Vikings, man. Now they got a lot of problems. This is a team, the Minnesota Vikings, that uh, they what were they thirteen and three last year, twelve and four. Well, it was thirteen and three. They, they, thirteen and three played in the NFC uh, championship game. They lost in overtime to the New Orleans Saints. Yep. Okay. This team with Brett Favre is not going to even make the playoffs this year. It's going to be hard-pressed for them to make the playoffs. I don't see them beating the Green Bay Packers. I see them beating up Detroit. They may split one with Chicago, but I do not see them beating the Green Bay Packers uh, like they did last year. The problem with the Green Bay Packers in Minnesota game was there was no offensive protection for uh, the quarterback. Jared Allen had probably, I think, in the two games they played, 9 to 11 sacks. And, I, and that's not going to happen this year. Brett Favre's four- lost both of those games, though. I'm sorry, they lost both of those they games. Lost both of those they, games. they almost lost both of those games. But uh, the quarterback, um, uh, Brett Favre, had uh, is 40 years old, about to be 41. They Sidney Rice has now having hip surgery uh, right now in the season. He knew he needed hip surgery last year. As a veteran, as a player. You knew that could linger on throughout the uh, camp. You knew you was going to camp where camp is a, was a grind, and you're going to be doing a whole lot of uh, whole lot of work to get ready for the season. You knew that might happen during the season that your hip might bother you. Sidney Rice is now up to have undergo the procedure of having a hip surgery, which he's going to be out eight games. Who he was the target for Brett Favre. Uh, Percy Harvin can't even look in the light. He's like Carol Ann on a poltergeist. He he can't look in the light without getting migraines and passing out. Now, but. <clears throat> Now the, the deep threat they have is a uh, Bernard Barrion. That's who uh, Sidney Rice plays at wideout. And Javon Walker coming back. And Javon Walker coming back. He's not getting beat up in Vegas. Javon Walker coming back that he used to play with in Green Bay. Yeah, who got beat up in Vegas? I mean, robbed in Vegas or whatever he he did. But uh, yeah, he's coming back. <laughs> but still, he's not a threat. He's you looking at you think Brett Favre coming back and and we must not forget that uh, he do have a running game and uh, Adrian Peterson. They do have a running game there. They did draft well as far as their running game. But I'm looking at this team who was 13-3 and last year, mm-hmm. barely making a playoff, if at all. Now, what you think about that? Um, I think you, you're right. I think you're right most, on the money right there. Yeah, I mean, most time I am. I mean, without, without Sidney Rice, that's a, a thousand yards right there. That's gone. You made this man into an instant pro bowler last year with with, with with him fully healthy. That's gone. Now you're very questionable at Riley Seaver now. Like you said, Percy Harvard, he's done. Uh, he's not going to have a damn back season that he had last year. He goes back there for uh, a punt or kickoff return or even goes down the field. 
he looks up at the at the Lakers, you know, they play at the dome. This man might fall out blackout uh, on the field. Yeah, well, we got we got a minute to break, and I do want to do this. I do want to finish up on the um, the Minnesota Vikings, but I do want to come back with a minute with Ken. Um, somebody keep telling me my voice is uh, raspy, but that's that's good though. I like raspy voice. Uh, oh no, we got to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just don't come back with the candy music. We all good. No, nah, I don't know what uh, Dion is playing as far as the music is concerned, man. I heard some well, stuff. Dion is that that we got today? I don't know. Jordan. I don't know. Jordan or, or, or what's that boy named Singleton? I don't know. Singleton, one of them. But yeah. What music he played. Okay, see, that's Jordan right there. That's Dion Jordan. And I think he got Elias. <laughs> this is the Kwame Last of the Sports with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. We finished up on Minnesota Vikings. Also, we want to come back with a minute with Ken right after the Vikings. We'll be back in two minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Kwamala Sports Sometime Rich Show. Rich is uh, in two-a-day camps in Mount Vernon, Virginia, with his team that's going to go uh, one and nine. Uh, we got Pimpin' Ken. I mean, Ken from the ATL back. <laughs> we, got, we got Ken from the ATL back. <laughs> he in two-a-days to go one and nine. But look, I, I, you know, we, I, I like to mess with Rich. Rich is, Rich, is, Rich is like a mama's boy. I got to mess with him. 
But uh, we'll be back. The Quarmelot Sports, 888-346-9144 if you want to call in and be a part of the show. We got about 20 minutes, according to uh, Voice America Sports Time, uh, left in the show. And Dion, uh, the way he doing, cut me off uh, two minutes early. Also, let me finish. Let me wrap up with the Minnesota Vikings. Brett Favre, 40, about to be 41. Uh, Percy Harvin can't go into the light. He'll fall out, pass out, and faint. Um, who we got? Uh, Sidney Rice having hip surgery. Brett Favre and the uh, head coach allegedly not getting along. Brett Favre has been known to change the plays in the um, in the huddle. If they if they work, they work. But uh, I see this 13 and three team being nine and seven, maybe making a playoff. Depends on what happens in that conference up there, the NFC North. We're gonna come with a minute with Ken right now. Hey, all right. Hey, today's minute with Ken is gonna be about the UFC MMA fighting. First, we had Brock Lesnar, a wrestler who decides he wants to take his pro wrestling uh, to uh, MMA fighting, UFC fighting. And he does okay. He wins the belt, of course. But he's, look how big the guy is. The guy is almost 6'3", 6'4", 265 pounds. Pretty much all he does is sit on this guy and choke him out. He doesn't really get in there and try to mix it up like these professionals are. This past weekend, we saw WWE star Bobby Lashley tried to do the same thing, following Brock Lesnar's footsteps, goes in there into the ring against a journeyman unknown and gets the living mess beat out of this guy. Notice all fighters, wrestlers, uh, entertainers, uh, whatever you call it, uh, do not cross the lines into the UFC. These guys are trained professionals. These guys are dangerous guys. These guys are, are, are professional type Taiko, Taikon, go boxers and kickers and and um and, uh, and, and I mean they can kill people, literally kill people with their skills, with their mixed martial arts. You got Tony, uh, uh, what's the fighter name? Uh, the, the Tony, w, I, I, the former heavyweight champion. Not uh, not Burbick. Uh, I know who you're talking about. James James Tony. James Tony wants a shot at the heavyweight. Uh, UFC fighting uh, coming up here in, in another month. This guy is too old to be in the ring fighting, period, but now he wants to go and, and spar off with some professional killers? I don't think so. Retire. Notice all fighters, WWE entertainers, stay away from the UFC. As always, a minute with Ken is always good. I got You know what? I need to start tape, uh, timing that minute with Ken because you might be going a minute in two minutes, two seconds. Look... <laughs> No, nah, as always, man, it's always good. But you're talking about those fighters going. It's just like any other athlete. The football players think they're basketball players. Basketball players want to uh, be rappers. Uh, it's, it's crazy. We don't want to stick to uh, what we do best. And, and these guys, James Tony is going to go out there and get murdered right there. It's like putting some pit bulls in a cage or putting some poodles in a cage with pit bulls. That's exactly what they are. You say they are trained killers. Those guys are trained to kill you in the ring at least. So you so that you pass out, and I, mm-hmm. I yeah, and I and I can't see uh at the end of your boxing career when you took enough beating of uh, you you took enough hits to the head that you would go into the MMA where those guys are uh, trained to put you in submission holes until you pass well, that's out. The problem right there with him, he took too many blows to the head. And he don't really know what he's doing. <laughs> so you saying he don't have people around him to uh, tell him don't go ahead. You're gonna be, you may lose your speech. You may have a speech impediment. 
uh, in a few more years for too many blows to the head. I don't know if these guys even getting um, CAT scans, man, and getting MRIs and stuff like that. Uh, that's something you take in consideration. The box, as far as boxing is concerned, it's just like. It's just like football. Those hits to the head rattle the brain, and when you damage the brain, even when you get a headache, you kill some tish- some tissues. Not as much as you would, um, you know, just at a regular fall or something like that. Okay, let's let's, let's <laughs> analyze this here. Tommy Hurst, speech impediment. Larry Holmes, speech impediment. He's always had one from birth. Muhammad Ali, we already know what that happened with that. I, I think Tony. I think the most Michael Spinks, speech impediment. You got one too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these guys. Yeah, I, boxing, boxing. Look at these guys, all these boxers. Evander Holyfield, speech impediment. This guy, this guy. Look, look at the way he talks. He's actually getting ready to fight another fight next month. Evander Holyfield. I, I yeah. think I, who's the boxer? There's only one boxer with a uh, college degree. Uh, and I think it was pretty good. I think he ended up with the belt. Uh, I may have to look that up, but I don't even know if it's important to look up. But a lot of these guys, I mean, they they brawl from the street. And if somebody get them in a the ring, a lot of them was uh, juvenile uh, detention guys. Uh, somebody say, well, let's direct your anger somewhere else. Take them to the boxing gym. Take them to the Boys and Girls Club. Put them in the ring. Say, oh, you may have some talents. And, and groom these guys. A lot of them just street fighters. Uh, what's the street fighter we, we uh, Kimbo Slice? He went in there. When he got to the, uh, he was beating the guys up in the street. When he got into the uh, ring, uh, square circle, those guys were destroying him. And yeah, so, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. The blows to the head, I think uh, the speech impediment may come from that. Uh, mm-hmm. You should have a, I think boxers alone, like football players, like any violent sport, hockey, uh, should have a CAT scan every year to see the difference in their brain from their rookie season or the time whenever they start until, you know, e- each year until they may possibly retire uh, because mm-hmm. it has to be something done about what a lot of these guys getting uh, uh, finishing their careers and they can't even enjoy the, the life they have. They work hard yeah. to be uncomfortable. Yeah, they need some type of uh, <laughs> uh, 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 some type of lifespan uh, you know, ban on, on boxing as far as uh, time limit you can fight for. I mean, like a maybe like an eight year fight, uh, eight year uh, pro life uh, uh, lifespan on boxing. You can only fight for eight years, or put a cap on how many fights you can have. Because these guys trying to go as well into their mid forties and fifties, still trying to fight, taking serious blows to the head from some of these younger guys out here. Uh, I mean, it's, it's killing these guys. I hate to see Amanda Holyfield going to the ring at his age trying to fight uh, Carl, uh, who is it, Carl Williams, I think, somebody like that he's going into the ring with. Carl yeah, the Truth Williams? And, and, yeah, I don't know if it's Carl the Truth Williams or, or somebody, but it, it, whoever it is, nobody's no business going into, that fight, into this fight at 48 years old. Nobody's going to watch that fight. Amanda uh, Holyfield, I won't even hesitate. I won't even reach for my uh, control to watch that fight. I, if well, it's, I'm only gonna watch it just to see if this dude gets in there and gets knocked out because I think it's gonna happen. If he, I don't know, call the truth, Williams. Oh, if that's the guy he's fighting, I don't even think that guy's. I don't even know if he's still alive. I don't. It, it must be somebody else. But and I agree. Mm-hmm. You, you you mentioned earlier. You mentioned a second ago about uh, a, a boxing span on how long you can fight. That may be possible anything, but how can you tell these guys not to make a living? And, and with the boxing, uh, uh, what is it, WBC? Well, the Boxing Federation, they uh, it's, it's to generate money. They, they want these guys to fight, uh, I think it's two twice a year, and then you have to defend your belt uh, within it. I think, what is it, within a year? Six, 
six mm-hmm. to 12 months. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But you have to defend your belt. That's just so they always got to fight with the top guy. They always got a prize fighter uh, on TV, on a uh, pay-per-view. They always have these things so they can generate money. They don't care. Like NFL owners, like uh, whoever, whomever owned the, uh, whoever having set the boxing and stuff up, what they care. They making money. They not get hit in the head. So tell these guys fight. What the uh, uh, NFL, as far as the NFL is concerned, y'all go out and play or we can replace you with the draft or the next player. Uh, that's why they continue to get these college guys millions of dollars who haven't played. When you got uh, guys on the team who've been in the league five, six years still, Still journeyman, still struggling to get a, a, a decent contract to make their um, their five six years worth being in the league. So right. I, I think right. there should be a cap, or as far as when I say cap, as far as mm-hmm. years in the league or years in boxing. But it's, you know you, that's that's all right. You know that's going to be a court case anyway, waiting to happen. Because how can you tell this guy not to make a living if the team willing? Yeah, if, but you put a regular doctor in front of the in front of that in front of the uh, in front of the judge, and, and not these fight doctors who get paid off by. By Don King, you know, to keep these guys in there fighting. Oh, he's fine. Nah, get a real doctor that's going to really examine these guys. A neurologist is what they really need. Get a neurologist to get a, a court order from the judge to examine these guys and, and put his facts in the fight in front of a judge and say, look, okay. this guy does not need to be fighting anymore. Okay. Which neurologist is going to let Evander Holyfield keep fighting? Uh, let me say this. Uh, I think um, one of the realest movies made was Any Given Sunday. But the, just the words, the Al Pacino and uh, Willie Beeman and that conversation right there. But do you remember, uh, I forget Lawrence Taylor's character, but do you remember he had a million-dollar incentives if he played one more game or made one or the shock or made one more sack? These guys, gonna, uh-huh. they going to sign. You, you got a point. You make a, a great point. Put a neurologist right there and say, you can't play. If you do this, you're going to die. You're going to be brain dead for the rest of your for the rest of your life, you on your way there now. Now all it takes is one more hit or one more concussion or one more knockout, um, and you're done. But you know what these guys going to do? They're going to sign their rights away. If a team – teams don't really care. There's a lot of teams in the, in the National Football League don't care. They're going to let them sign his rights away just so they can make their – so they can win football games. And if that's – he allowed to do that, then he going to get his incentive. He going to get his bonus. I think any given, any given Sunday was one of the realest football uh, shows ever made. As far as the parties they have, as far as the conversation they have, uh, as far as the players getting incentives, it it was that real. So guys, are, you know, you you're right. You, there should be a cap. You should put doctors in front of you. You should get tested from the time you walk in the lead to the time you leave, um, if there's a cap or not. But a lot of these guys are just gonna sign their rights away. Like if I get hurt, then the team is not the team don't have onus on uh, treating you anymore. So yeah, and, and it's gonna be. And I'm telling you, it's gonna be one of these. Uh, WWE wrestling stars, uh, which is you know not a sport, but you got these guys that think just because they're uh, they're going up there like Bobby Lashley, think he's you know just just big and buff and just uh, think he's just going to be uh, ultimately stronger than his opponent, and he's going to go in there with these guys that's been tra- training martial arts their whole lives, and he's going to somebody's going to go in there and get themselves killed. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened to even Brock Lesnar. The last fight he uh, won against Shane Carlin. Shane Carlin was going ballistic on this guy's head, but he just 
had to get this guy on on, on the ground and literally choke him out just to beat this guy. Because if he would have stood in there toe to toe with Shane Carter like like he was doing, he would have just been I mean absolutely destroyed up in there. Well, it's the same thing with uh, NASCAR. They told these guys go bump and crash at two hundred miles per hour, two hundred plus miles per hour. Go bump and crash. Go have fun, guys. They they not they not care. They want a good show. This is money. They make more money on TV than those guys racing. We're going to come back. This is Kwame Lassie Sport with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes. Talk a bit, a little bit Tiger Woods on our way back going on to the last segment. to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion but respects yours as well the beginning of every week is crunch time with keenan howry we'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general it's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. Every Monday, tune in after the weekend games for Locker Room Views with Arturo Freeman. It's a sports show that'll keep you talking. We'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views, opinions, and life experiences about the world of sports. Your host, former NFL great Arturo Freeman, will present an action-packed hour every single week. Arturo Freeman, Locker Room Views, is live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports welcome back to the carmelas of sports with ken from the atl this is the last segment and it's going to go by fast and i'll start the last segment off like this we are sad that our marriage is over and we wish each other the very best for the future. This was a statement released by Tiger Woods and Elin, uh, what's her name? What's her last name? Nordegren. 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 Elin Nordegren and Tiger Woods, um, and I want to get your opinions. Uh, by the way, that was Chino, my boy from St. Louis, uh, with Dorian Brewer, Knock and Swing, uh, producing that. Uh, Ken, let me get your opinion on this. Uh, Tiger Woods, now, 
we watched a bad play by Tiger Woods, and he's still number one somehow uh, in the PGA golf rankings. We watched a, a horrific outing that he's displayed since this uh, incident going on with him allegedly with 12 to 15 different women. Um, and now they're getting divorced. In this divorce settlement, uh, we've heard numbers from 100 to 500 million, and um, and they have two kids now. You got to, you know, the two kids are worth whatever the numbers are, and we've heard numbers up to 750 million. But in this Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods uh, saga, is that a lot of money for a divorce situation? I know if it's been paid before. Uh, you can look at Paul McCartney's situation. There's a lot of situations like that in the numbers, yeah. but but. For five hundred million, did she help him make five hundred million? She came in two years, well, four years ago, was it? She been married for six years. I, okay, and, but she uh, should have. Let me let me say this real quick. Yeah. When they got married, that's when he should. That whomever made the numbers up, or the judge, or the mediator, that's when the the money should have started, not before then, but the six years when she came into the uh, when they got together. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, go ahead. Well, you got to remember, so it's, it's $100 million is going to be the number up front, okay? Uh, but there's also what is called future earnings. No, there's, there's sir. A, there was a negotiation uh, that also took place that uh, she she gets uh, a part of the future earnings. Wait a minute. That's Wait a minute. Where the, that's where the extra money comes from. She's going to get part of his future earnings. She golfs, too? She golfs? Or she, he's caddy? She's going to get it. That was negotiated. That that's what took so long. I ain't no way. I ain't no yeah. way. She she, she negotiated uh, future earnings as well. Okay, so uh, you're saying it's a yeah. million, it's a hundred million dollars, and then future yeah. earnings. Oh. Future earnings, which could push it anywhere up to another, uh, like you said, up to another three to four hundred, which total is going to bring it up to about five hundred million. What? So she's not getting five hundred million up front. She's getting about a hundred million up front. And the future earnings could land her up to four hundred more million dollars. Man, there's no way, no way in the world, yeah. no way in and the world. Remember, and she's, and that's just really just for being the mother of his of his child. Now, I don't have a problem with also, it. Yeah, but also you gotta look at this to be fair. Be fair. This Go was, ahead. All this other stuff that was negotiated has something to do also with uh, his privacy. She knows a lot what goes on in that house with Tiger Woods. So this was part of the hush hush clause, the privacy clause. You know how they hush up. You know how the mafia do it. <laughs> you know how the hush up clause is. Look, man, I, I'm, I'm a look. She should get a lot of money. She should be paid where she never had to work again. Even if she had to take alimony, uh, child support, get it. Mm-hmm. She's supposed to get it. If he. If he did what uh, everybody say he did, and if he admitted it, and he took that uh, that bogus sex class, which is no such thing as a sex addiction class, um, she should get paid easily. But uh-huh. not, but from the time they got together, she have never been on a golf course until she met Tiger Woods, and I think Jasper uh-huh. Jasper uh she was a nanny, so and a uh-huh. and a part time model, which I never seen uh-huh. photos of her. I, I think they were naked pictures. I don't know. Um, uh-huh. Uh, maybe it was her, maybe it wasn't. I don't know, but uh-huh. she was a nanny. Yeah. A nanny yeah. with a uh, hundred million dollars. If this is the clause, we'll never know the clause because, as you mentioned, the privacy clause and uh, the, the settlement. A hundred million dollars for what? Did he yeah. generate a hundred million dollars from six years ago? Yeah, but but there's so much that she knows. They don't want her coming out later with no book, no going on TV. Now I can pay for that. I will pay for that. And none of this stuff, 
right here. Mm-hmm. If she goes and does any of this stuff, any any of these things right here can it can forfeit her uh, all that that money as well because. That's also what they're saying is that she knows something about the Canadian doctor, Dr. Andrews, that was coming to visit Tiger Woods to treat him uh, during his meet. So, so apparently that I, has something to do with it as well. If I had a doctor. Uh, against, yeah, I guess the, the, the exclusive of really happened, what was her really her motives behind the car accident? Uh, was she really going after him mm-hmm. with, with a golf club? Is that what really started it? These are the things that... They don't want uh, her coming out on Oprah later on and uh, on in People magazine or whatever uh, talking about these things. When so she come out, was, when she, when yeah, she, this was pretty much a privacy clause that was negotiated for future earnings. I understand that, but man, this it's just that's just a lot of money, and I understand she's now. I, I am a fan of her getting her money, like anybody. You can get your money, but a uh, hundred million dollars and then future earnings, you, you know. I'm not playing golf for you. I played golf yeah. for you already. We have two kids. And they, and they, Whatever the number. 30 years. For 30 years. 30, 30 years is what they when they figured he's going to be making money off the endorsements and playing uh, for the next 30 more years, and which is possible because. He is know, going to make. Jordan's he, still making money. He's going to the senior tour. He's going to the senior tour after that. Tiger's so not going to the senior tour. He's going to make tons of money over the next 30 years. Tiger's not he's going to the senior tour. He's playing 15 years and already made up close to a billion. So you don't think in 30 more years this man could possibly make another billion and a half? Tiger's never going to make another billion dollars, uh, but he's not going on a senior tour. I can't really see Tiger, uh, even with this incident, at, before all this, he was still number one in the world. He was on top of his game. He still was a threat. Guys were scared of him. Now they're taking shots at him because he's. they understand he's going through something right now. Um, so I don't know if his game will come back. Maybe in a year or so uh, he'd come back. But I'd like to see him get those majors and then – He's done with it. I, I just don't see a guy like Tiger Woods going to the senior tour. I see him as a, um, a um, you know, going to play a lot of celebrity events, a, a lot of appearances, and having fun and enjoying his kids. I think once he get those records, Tiger has nothing else to accomplish. Why would he go on the senior tour? Uh, uh-huh. I'm still a little set back and thrown back by this uh, $100 million. Well, the $100 million, I'm not. He, he, give her $100 million, let it be done. Okay, give her another $50 million. Uh, for the privacy clause, and then give the children whatever it is. Give the two kids whatever it is, because he's going to have the kids half the time also. So I don't know where the full child support comes into play with that when he's going to have the kids also half of the time. But as far uh-huh. as the future earnings, I, that's, maybe the maybe the kids, maybe, okay, maybe the future earnings, he can put up an account somewhere for the kids, and that money goes to them, and they can't touch until they're 18. Yeah, I can live with that, but I can't live with her giving and getting any future money. Yep. She's not exactly. my future. She's not my future. Those kids are, are still part of my future. She's the past now. So uh, give her $150 million. He's generated a billion dollars. Give her $200 million and don't write a book. And then it's ways around not getting a book. Maybe somebody, her sister, or somebody, her family will write a book and tear her story in their, in their own eyes. Yeah. Well, I guess he was okay with it. I mean, as far as the money, I know he's probably going to make... He still has and will make a lot more than what he has now, what he's given her. But, you know, I, if he's okay with it, I mean, if it's, you know, definitely if it's definitely a privacy. If, there's, if she really knows that much stuff. Would you do that? He really don't want her going on Oprah. He can afford it. Pay her. Keep it quiet. Let do me, what you got to do. Let, Tiger, just get yourselves back together. Start dating about five or six more girls. <laughs> and win a couple more majors. That's what I want, Tiger. We got, man, we got about 30 seconds left. You saying he should date. Would you do that? You should fake five more girls. 
if I was winning all the majors and I got about 18 different girls on my team, I'd get out there and try to leave, leave, put half of them back on my team the first day of divorce. Well, that first one was loyal. She was a soldier. That's a, that's the one he needed to get back. The one who the one who beat who was quiet. Now he might have gave her some money to be quiet. All right, man. This is a great show. Always a good show when pimping Ken. I mean Ken from the ATL is on the air. Appreciate uh Dion Singleton. Or or Jordan. Or Jordan. Kwame Lash of the Sports, sometime rich with Ken from the ATL. We'll be back next week. Check our fan page on Facebook. Can you ain't posting nothing lately? This is a test. How many rappers out here wanna munch on me? Dunk them in the water, dunk, dunk them in the water. Haters think it's so I flush them down the toilet. Throw them in the fridge, unplug it, then you spoil. Put them in the trash bag, you love Noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network with hunting and fishing info news, talking about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and getting more from your... Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.